Hey guys, did you find parking today? Did you see the raccoon by Towers? Did you wait in line for a venti coffee for 30 minutes at Starbucks? I'm <laughs> 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 we just all sit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now what? We can cut out this part though, right? Yeah. yeah. We Welcome to JMJ's. Do you want to say it all at the same time? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to JMJ's Declassified School Survival Guide. Towson edition. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of JMJ's Declassified School Survival Guide. IB, AP, or neither. Jonathan, Jennifer, and I come from a variety of different backgrounds when it comes to taking these courses. So today we're going to compare our separate experiences with IB and AP courses, and then ultimately determine if these courses are even worth taking in the end. So let's start it out. Jonathan and Jennifer, as graduates of the IB program, tell me a little bit more about it. So according to the IBO's um, website, their mission statement is says that they aim to develop inquiring, knowledgeable, and caring young people who care to create a better and more peaceful world through intercultural understanding and respect. Um, this says that they encourage students across the world to become active, compassionate, and lifelong learners who understand that other people, what their difficult, oh, what their differences, I'm sorry, can also be right. And you know, it's basically what makes IB different from AP is the pro pretty much just the process of getting in. So basically what's happening is you're, when students apply, they're applying for either a diploma or a certificate and they're referred to, you know, a diploma or certificate candidate. And so, you know, there's an interview, you need your resume, you have to write an essay. It's low-key a lot like applying to college in a way. And then there's like prereqs you have to take. So it's just like this whole program of you're doing a lot of work to just take these classes for the most part. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the largest differences in the AP program. So I'm an AP graduate, I would say, um, in a room full of IB graduates. And um, I've noticed talking to you, too, that the AP program is a lot more flexible um, in the fact that uh, you don't really have to apply for it. You Any student can do it. Um, and you can just take one course if you have time for it, or you can load your schedule up with um, AP classes. It doesn't really matter. Whereas with you guys, it seems, is it more like you're going, you have your own cohort and you're kind of like going through it with a group of people. It seems like more of an academy kind of style. Program. Essentially, I would describe that IB becomes your life. Like it's a lifestyle. <laughs> IB is life. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> like you said, we, we are placed in the cohorts and we fought, we, we remain in those cohorts for the two years that we are in the program. So we, we honestly become a really tight um, family in that sense. And I feel like the a big difference is like, you don't pick your IB classes. It's like a scheduled yeah. set of like classes and stuff for you to take. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, I want to take this AP class. Like I was an AP and IB. So it's not really like so much as a menu kind of option. Uh -huh. It's just like, these are the class, your requirements to a lot like getting a degree, like you have certain requirements mm -hmm. you have to meet in order to get, a, I guess, a, a degree. And do, they call it a diploma. So. And do you have to take, does it, the um, requirements, is it like science, but just upper level science or um, English and upper level English? Is it like that or is it a lot different kind of courses that you wouldn't have in a normal education? I guess they're technically 
different level courses. I mean, to me, they seemed a lot like just upper level. Okay. But well, technically, they like, divide the courses between SL and HL, which is it just stands for standard level and higher level. So your standard standard level is um the courses you just take within one school year. Your higher level are courses that you that continue within the two year span that you're in the program. So Crimson Education Organization has an article that discusses the pros and cons of the IB program. So let's see how these pros and cons line up with our own personal experiences as graduates of the programs. So let's dive in. Um, the first pro, they have global recognition. So um, with the IB program, it is recognized by all leading universities, which they're saying theoretically really helps your application when applying to these universities and colleges and builds up your resume. So what do you guys think about that one? Personally, I feel like that's a lie because my last school, I mean, I guess I don't know how different HBCUs are, but they didn't know what IB, not that they didn't know what IB was, but like they didn't take the credits. They weren't like legit. To that. Mm -hmm. Morgan State takes credit. They do? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why. I went to Hampton before I transferred to Towson. So oh. I don't know. They didn't take those credits. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought with like the IB program, once you like graduate or you at least have it on your resume, I, I thought it was more like a like a clout thing, like, <laughs> oh, like you did IB, you know, you're like really intelligent or whatever, like the stereotype is, but now I go up to people and I was like, yeah, like I went to IB program. And they're like, what, what is that? Man? I'm like, okay, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know if I agree with that one either. With AP, I think it's um, definitely a lot more relaxed. So that global recognition, rec I mean, it's, it looks good to have it on your resume, but I'm not sure it's as high, highly acclaimed as it is to be an I IB program. I mean, I feel like who doesn't know what AP is? I yeah, mean, maybe yeah. That's a really it's college board. American so thing to say. It's it's made by college board. So is it like, do other countries also have AP? I'm not sure, but I know like, I mean, college board runs like the SAT and all right. that stuff. So I guess it's more like, accessible. More like for the United mm -hmm. States. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because nobody really ever questions what I, AP is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just to answer your question, yes, AP is also globally... <laughs> Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. So, okay. Well, well, IB thinks they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can definitely say that global recognition isn't something that me, Jonathan, or Miranda has experienced. So, yeah. Moving on. So, for our next pro, we have it helps with university preparation. Mm. Do you do you feel like Jennifer that it helps you <laughs> be prepared for university? In terms of like writing papers and learning how to manage my time, I do think that it prepared me in that way. I also do think that it helped me become a more critical thinker. So I think in that, I think I actually kind of agree with this. I now. agree okay. with that yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. But then would you like, I don't think it should be so much as like limited to like, this is all because of IB. It's more so I just feel like anything challenging kind of forces you to step up as a student. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not to take away IB's like street cred, but it's not, <laughs> it's not something I really see as like special just mm. because it's IB. You know what I mean? I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, with AP, at least I know that the intensity of the course did help me in college because it's basically like in college, you're taking all AP courses. Like that's your regular schedule. So being in one at a time and like slowly, like, like dipping my toes in the water right. in high school was, I think that that was super beneficial. It wasn't like all at once. 
when I went to college. So I do think that in high school, it was a a little bit more intense than it is in college, I guess. And I think that's just kind of weird in terms of like um, how many assignments you have. I feel like with the IB program, there were a lot of like small assignments, but there were also like a lot of large assignments. And I went like college. It kind of just depends on your professor. You can have like five assignments the whole semester Mm -hmm. or you can have it like a traditional school, just homework, uh, quizzes and exams and things like that. So, And one pro that I'm not seeing on this Crimson Education list is um, the amount of money. I mean, I personally saved um, enrolling in AP classes. I just did a calculator. I logged in the four classes I got credit for and um, logged in Towson University. And it estimated that I saved about $4,700 just that's uh, yeah that's just that's like half of a tuition for a semester um per year wow. um so like that's like a lot of money and I mean I paid 20 bucks for five steps to a five book so I mean the return was crazy good yeah. for no this. definitely because then each I know that with each I with each IB like exam it's like double the price of an AP exam oh really yeah so the more you know okay so now we'll move into talking about the cons and so we'll talk about I guess time outside the classroom um personally with IB I felt like or not even me my actually my coordinator my IB coordinator coming into the program um this is your junior year in high school she off the bat just told us that her personal recommendation when being in the program is to not have a job and for me, um, that was kind of like, why not? You know, this is like. Right. You want your own money in high yeah, school. Yeah. You so want, like, and just aside from that, it's just sometimes people or other other peers in my classroom, they, they had to work a job. I had to work mm-hmm. a job. I remember there were many nights where I wouldn't get off of work till like 11 o'clock at night. And then I still had so many assignments due for the next day. So I just think that certainly the time commitment in this program it's, it's a lot to ask for from a high school student. What do you think? Yeah, um, I agree with you completely. Like if I were in the IB program where you are taking like a lot more classes, I would feel the same way. Um, I guess like the positive with AP, again, is that you can kind of fluctuate between one or a lot of classes. So mm. so depending on like your needs outside of the classroom, if you're, the type, if you're in an environment where you need a job and you need to support yourself, then AP is like, very beneficial compared to IB. Um, so yeah, I think honestly it varies with AP and it's not as cut and dry. So I think that's kind of a benefit of yeah. this program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good point. Cause I do remember like I used to be in sports and on top of that, I went to a performing arts school. So then we had extra classes already and I felt pretty spread thin between like every, all the work I had to do for everything. And IB kind of took up the majority of that time that mm-hmm. I had to like dedicate to school and schoolwork. So it's definitely, you know, time management definitely is an important aspect of it. So the second con we have here is one a student's ability to push themselves. Okay. So how do you guys feel about that? Did you, do you feel motivated? Did you feel like you motivated yourself or was it more so your parents who motivated you? I think I think it was just more me more than my parents, um, just because I didn't think my parents understood what exactly I had, like what I was learning or what it was for. They just knew it was a rigorous program. And so that they kind of equated it to being like a successful program. And so 
and it was supposed to like um, increase my chances of ha- of going to college or just being a successful person right. in general. And so I feel like it was come it's like a lot of my ability to push myself is just um, it was just me and my coordinator. And of course, um, being in the cohort, you kind of create that support amongst your um, classmates. Uh, I, re- I remember lots of nights where we had assignments due and then just coming off work and I still had um, a lot to do before the next day. And sometimes it was, it was, um, you had to just cry. <laughs> like that, that's very real. Like I remember my classmates would say that they, I'm like, have you cried this week? <laughs> like, it, I don't know about you, Jonathan, but like, I feel like it was, it was that intense for us, but sometimes we just had to had to cry, had to let it out, and then just get back to our work. Yeah. I mean, I did my fair share of crying in high school, <laughs> but I definitely feel like, you know, you got to take into account just people's backgrounds, I guess. Like, I know majority of my motivation just came from the fact that, like, like both my grandparents have degrees, my mom, my dad have degrees. So the fact that I was going to college was pretty much expected of me for the most part. And a lot of my motivation came from that. So then considering, like, people who don't come from you know, families with backgrounds in education or backgrounds, like my mom's an actual teacher, mm-hmm. but it's like people just who don't have that same like foundation. Yeah. Where, like, where's that motivation coming from? And of course there's those really motivated students who just want better, but you know, it's not likely they're, they're the minority, not the majority. Mm-hmm. So it just really makes you wonder like, what's really going to push that student to look. After hearing our opinions, now let's hear from one of our callers. Oh, we have one right here. <laughs> Hey, caller number one, what's your name and what do you have to say about the IB program? Hello, um, my name is Natalia and I was in the IB program for my entire high school career, coming from pre-IB to you know, the actual IB program. Um, I think that the IB program is like very great in like context and it's a very good concept for you know wanting to push high school students and allow them to have deeper knowledge of subjects and go beyond the regular curriculum. Um, it can also have very adverse effects on students' mental health um, by damaging, you know, their self-esteem by often not making them feel good enough because they weren't adequately prepared for such a high-intensity program. Um, it also allows for students to be either depressed or feeling sad or have a fear of missing out because um, they weren't allowed to have a regular high school career and they saw their peers often able to engage in extracurricular activities or just regular teenage stuff while they were at home busy with their extended essays or other difficult projects and because some schools don't have the budget to adequately support the IB program it also left students with a lack of support and having to come up with all these big inventions and big ideas all by themselves, which you know, ultimately led to more stress. Um, although I do feel a little more scared for college by being a part of this program, I don't think that it was absolutely necessary to endure all that in order to just get here and still succeed. After hearing from one of our callers, I think one of the things that really struck me was her pointing out that having additional funding or resources could have alleviated a lot of stress for students um, and helped them be more successful. And I mean, just overall, it just seems that IB is way more expensive than AP. For IB, the exact actually, I have the exact numbers here, and it's $172 registration fee each year in addition to $119 fee per exam. AP exams are only $94. So yeah. I mean... Did you guys have to pay? Or the exam? Personally, no. We didn't have to pay. I mean, school paid. 
but that's mm-hmm. still money that could be going towards other resources. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, we had the we had the option to ask for help, but they didn't just like give you a free exam. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. For my school, we also didn't have to pay for the exam, which I think is interesting because um out of my cohort, it was only three people who got the diploma and actually passed. Oh, wow. Out of how many people? Out of a class of 20. So I'm thinking like if we have this funding why use it towards tests when we can use it towards providing additional resources that can help us actually yeah we've talked about all the issues that we've had with these programs right so i'm just i'm curious as to like what you know the state can do or i guess schools or how schools can distribute the funding amongst um the iv or ap program um just like in the state of maryland um there are only 32 high schools that have the IB program out of 282 public schools. Um, and out of those 32 high schools that do have the IB program, six of them are located in Prince George's County. And still having these programs in the county is still found to be one of the most underperforming school districts, according to part. Yeah. OK, so like I guess we're just wondering, is it really worth it? Like what's the is the benefit exceeding the requirement? Yeah, um, I even have, this is in a different county in Maryland, Montgomery County. Um, they enrolled the most amount of students of any other county in Maryland with 163,000 pupils. Um, they're regarded as fairly well-funded, but um, there's two distinctions within the county. There's one part near like Chevy Chase, Potomac, Bethesda. Um, they're mostly white and Asian, very high achieving, and nearly all the graduates from these schools, they go to college. Um, and um on average, each student takes 1.3 AP exams, and they have a pass rate of about, of about 82%. But in that same county, there's another part near Wheaton, Silver Spring, Briggs-Cheney, um, that nearly half of the amount of AP exams in the other part of the county are taken per pupil, and they only have a pass rate of 59%. So um, even though it's all in the same county, it just raises the question where it's like, what's what it, that what's that underlying problem between the two parts of the county and should we be really pushing these programs or should we we be fixing what they are now right i feel like oftentimes we correlate the term a rigorous classroom or a rigorous program um we correlate this to success and as we can see like that's not the case between these two counties now. so it kind of just raises the question of like how how are we measuring the success of the students in these programs? And um, based in the, on the Kerwin Commission report, it says that um, their recommendation was as students who are on track must have rigorous pathways towards college, including more IB and AP diploma opportunities and even the ability to earn an associate's degree while still in high school. But I don't see them talking about the, um, I guess, the status or like, the program success rate at the moment you know i think that's right. something to really like look into yeah it's like let's add all these rigorous programs but like let's never check on them so considering everything we've talked about today the question still remains do rigorous high school courses contribute to future success post graduation let us know your thoughts and feelings on what we discussed today and let's begin a conversation that's something that about something that's rarely ever talked about And that's a wrap, folks. That was JMJ's Declassified School Survival Guide. Yay!